Well, hello and welcome back to episode 14. This is episode 14 of the Becoming Resilient podcast and thank you for joining me here. I hope that these conversations with a cancer conqueror um, continue to be uh, a source of education, empowerment and encouragement for you. Please feel free to share it with somebody. And tap on the subscribe button if you're watching this on YouTube and give me some feedback. If there's questions that you have that you want me to address in an episode, I'd be happy to do that. Today, I'd like to share with you 10 tips, 10 tips that I use to help get me through my cancer journey. You can apply this to any illness or any challenge that you're having, and I'm sure that you'll find them useful. And one of the tips that I'm going to share, I'm actually going to demonstrate it in uh, vocally. Um, there's a hint as to what it would be. But one of the first tips that I want to share with you right off the bat, um, it, whether you, if you are not a person of faith, um, I want to encourage you and invite you because I'm going to tell you the truth that the way that I got through this journey was through my faith in God, my relationship with him in prayer. That's number one, prayer. Prayer is one of your most powerful uh, tools, one of the most powerful tips. It has been scientifically proven, go figure, of course, that those who pray and those who have a form, any form of faith is what helps them to heal faster. I'm going to say that again. If you are a person of faith, as I am, I'm a believer that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my um, my sickness, for all of my sin, for everything that's gone wrong, he died for it. And so I draw from him in prayer. So prayer is the number one thing. That's communication. That's talking to God. That's telling him all about your cares, telling him all about your stresses. The first one off the bat is prayer. And while you're praying and you're taking time in between, you might be, you don't have to rush. You can talk through the day. You can have a concentrated time to talk in prayer. The second thing that I want to encourage you to do is to do some deep breathing. That's right. Old fashioned breathing, because we all are breathing to stay alive. If we didn't have breath, we wouldn't be alive. Duh. So take a deep breath in through your nose and let it out slowly. One, two, three, through your mouth. And do that a few times. If you have an Apple watch or you have another um, watch, there might be something on there that allows you to tap it to breathe. On my watch, I can tap the breathe uh, the breathe option, and it will take me through a series of breathing for about a minute. What breathing does is it feeds oxygen to your cells. You want to breathe to feed oxygen to your cells because that is going to help in the healing process. Deep breathing also helps us to relax. Uh, with all of this treatment, with all of these questions, with all of these challenges, if you're studying, even if you're studying at school or you're studying for a course, take some time out to do some deep breathing. It relaxes your body and it takes away the tension. 
you will hear that recommended by so many people. And these things that I'm sharing with you today are tips that I used during my treatment. So these are cancer tips. These are tips that I used and my friends have used to help them through this journey. The third, the second, the third thing. So there's prayer, there's deep breathing. Third thing I want to encourage you to do is to read and to read aloud. Yes, I'm going to encourage you to read the Bible, to read the scripture, because there's a guy in there by the name of David. He is the chief psalmist. He wrote uh, 90% of the book of Psalms, and he had his up times and he had his down times, just like we will have during during life and during through this course of our, uh, this portion of our life that we're going through. And he wrote a book called Psalms. Maybe you've heard of Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. So I want to encourage you to read a book and read it out loud. Because what happens when you're reading out loud you are saying the words, your ear is hearing it, your eyes are seeing it. So you're getting in more parts of your body actively in tune with what's happening. And so it's actually going to encourage you and feed your spirit. So if you like poetry and you have a, a book of poetry, or you can get a hold of my book called Stronger Resilience. And in that book, which has been a, um, a source of encouragement to a lot of people, um, it's available through me and it's also available through Amazon. Stronger Resilience is uh, a compilation of books of people who have um, had experiences with its body, soul, mind, or spirit. They're stories that are going to encourage all aspects of your life. And as you you read them aloud, I promise you, you're going to be encouraged. You're actually going to be um, encouraged to press through because all of these individuals, just like you, have faced something that has been a bump in the road and has made them have to stop and maybe rethink life. And so that book is available for you. And um, reading is a great source of, um, is a great hack um, to help you through the journey. So, um, we've done prayer, deep breathing, reading. I want to encourage you to do, to talk, to take a walk, taking a walk and taking a walk outside. Um, I know that the weather is changing. If you're here, um, in Canada or maybe in a cooler part of the world, wherever you are getting outside and walking amongst nature again has been scientifically proved to have amazing results on the healing of individual, it, especially your mental health, which is one of the things that can really uh, affect us in a large way when you're going through a health crisis. So taking a walk outside amongst nature, you're seeing the trees, you're actually feeling the breeze. Um, it has, I was uh, listening to somebody talk about uh, some research that had been done that even in areas where they had, um, they had restructured or done some restructuring where there was a garden um, where the roads had been repaved or the area had been fixed up, that it even uh, has been proven to affect 
the rates of crime and violence, go figure. But it has been largely um, known to affect the health and the healing of people. So take a walk and take a walk outside. If you can get down by a lake, um, see some animals, go to the zoo. Um, and take a walk and look at the, look at the animals. You'll also get your steps in. So that is, I believe that's number four, journaling, get a good notebook, um, a good notebook, a pen and paper, get a, get a notebook that you want to journal your, uh, journal, your, your journey through this time, because guess what? We're going to forget. Not everybody has a photographic memory that they can remember everything that has happened during your journey, Um, whether, you know, you're journaling your children growing up, you're journaling a vacation, get a notebook and journal and write down the thoughts and the feelings that you feel in the moment when it's happening, because you can look back on it and reflect on that. Uh, maybe you want to write a book, you'll have your journal notes, but you can also reflect on it to help you be grateful. Journaling is, is extremely powerful and it allows you to get your thoughts out of your head and down on paper. Now, I know I may have talked about a few of these things in an episode before, but they are worth repeating. Okay. The next no, no, number five I want to suggest to you is call someone. Pick up the phone and call a friend, call somebody that you haven't spoken to in a long time, call a relative. Um, if you can get a list of the senior citizens, uh, your church or join a, uh, be part of the benevolent team where you can call people who you haven't seen or who might be going through, um, a hard time, hard time. Maybe they're in hospital and they just need a call to give them a call and just say hello. There is a senior in our local church who she'd be happy if you call her every day because even though she has um, a husband and she has a daughter at home, there may be a couple of people around. There's nothing like answering the phone and having a conversation with somebody um, and even reading to them is very encouraging. So taking the time to pick up the phone and call somebody um, and encourage them. Next, the next tip I want to give you, which I believe is number six, make a list of people you care about and you haven't spoken to. And maybe in that list, make a list of them and write them a note. Write them a note and saying, just encouraging them, saying, Maybe thank you for something that they've done for you in the past that you didn't have an opportunity to thank them for, or to just tell them how much you love them or appreciate them. So make a list of people that you want to thank as you are living, as you have the strength to do it. What happens when we're doing these things? It takes our minds off of ourselves and it puts it on other people. And when you're thinking about somebody else, it helps to take the focus and the strain and the stress off of what you're going through at this present moment. Make a sense? Okay. So the next thing I want to encourage you, number seven, is find a recipe that you want to remake. Maybe there's a meal that you want to learn how to make um, and uh, you 
you don't want to go to the restaurant. You want to have the joy and the pride and the experience of making that dish yourself for your loved ones or somebody else. But even just making it would be accomplishment and make it a healthy recipe. I want to encourage you in that. I do. But, you know, if if it's not too heavily greasy or whatever, just make the recipe. Find that recipe. I remember going to the Cheesecake Factory and there was a mango. It was a mango um, fruity uh, dish, a chicken mango, something like that. And I just looked at the ingredients. I Googled and I found something similar to it. It got the ingredients and it was so good. And it felt so good to be able to just recreate that recipe. And it's a sense of accomplishment. You're going to feel like you've done something, accomplished something. And I'm telling you, when you've done that, it's going to really raise your your um your energy. And that sense of accomplishment is always good. Number eight, one of the hacks that have helped me get through my cancer journey and through illness and challenge that's going to help you too, is to do what most of us don't want to do. And that's ask, ask for help, ask for assistance. If you need somebody to come over and clean the house or help you clean an area, you can ask somebody to take you for a ride to your medical department. You don't have to call Uber and pay them. There's lots of times people are just waiting to be asked. They want you to ask them for help. So why don't you just ask them, ask somebody for help or a drive to an appointment or drive to the grocery store. Ask somebody to pick up something for you from the grocery store or place the order and pick it up for you and bring it over for you. Maybe you need help cleaning. Uh, maybe you need help cooking. I was speaking to a friend who is going through a very tough health crisis over the weekend. And I let her know, just sent her a note and let her know we, we communicated through voice notes back and forth. And it's being really, really a, a heavy time for her. And she has young children. So I asked her if she would be up to somebody coming to visit her because she lives quite a distance away. And she was open to that. Um, uh, she was getting a visit from a relative for the weekend. But just asking, people are open to you asking how you can help them. And if they, um, if they're not open, if they're not open to it today, they might need your help tomorrow, but letting them know that, um, yeah, I might need some help down the road. I might need some help tomorrow. Don't be afraid and don't be ashamed to ask because there are people that are waiting. Number nine is music. Do you know that music is extremely therapeutic in your healing? It is extremely therapeutic in you getting through a tough time. Or even, you know, you're celebrating a good time music. There are different organizations that provide music therapy for maybe children or individuals who have been traumatized by an experience. Maybe they have witnessed something violent um, and visually they're not able to release that. Music therapy has been proven to help them. I was reading a testimonial of a young boy who had seen a violent crime attack on his sibling. Four of his friends were lost in this violent attack um, and became very quiet, very silent. 
the father found out about this organization that provided music therapy for him. And happily to say, um, it was a, it was a hard time to get through. Um, and then his mother was diagnosed with a terminal illness. But as a result of going back to the music therapy, it helped him being able to manage the feelings and put things into a better perspective. He's grown, he's married with a child and um, attributes a lot of his healing to music therapy. So music therapy is one thing, but putting the music on and dancing and just moving your body and just, or if you're not feeling well that day, just having the music play instrumental, whatever genre of music uh, that helps you to relax or encourages you and brightens you up, music. And the 10th thing that I'd like to share with you, just going to run through all of them very quickly. Um, prayer and deep breathing, number one. Two is uh, reading out loud uh, or reading, reading a book, reading out loud. Three, taking a walk in nature. Four, journaling. Five, calling someone and encouraging them, speaking life into them, having a conversation with them, not about your situation, but finding out about them, making a list of people that you could send a letter or a note or a card of gratitude to. Seven, finding a recipe that you've wanted to accomplish, that you've wanted to make. Number eight is ask asking for help, asking somebody um, and letting them know that you need some help in some area. Number nine is music and music therapy. Number 10 is singing, which is what I do and which is what I love to do. And as a result of singing, it helps relax your body. Let me tell you what singing does. Singing actually lowers your cortisol. Um, I'll give you 11. 11 will be the bonus. Um, singing, well, not really because it ties in with the walking, but singing allows you uh, to lower the cortisol and relieves stress and anxiety and tension in your body. How does it do that? Because when you're singing, you're focusing on the words that you're singing. You're focusing on the message that is being relayed and it releases um, endorphins and oxytocin token in our brains. It releases um, oxytocin and endorphins are released in the brain, which in time lowers stress and anxiety. Yep, it sure does. It also boosts your confidence because you're going to hear your voice and your voice is going to make you um, feel empowered you're going to hear that the repeat when you're repeating and you're singing, you're, you get sometimes, even if it's crackly, don't worry about it. You're going to hear your voice and it's going to increase your confidence. Singing also helps you to be mindful. It helps you to be focused on the words. And I would like to just sing a song. It's a chorus. It's a chorus of a song that I recorded years ago. Uh, my Lord, I Trust You, my very first album. And it's a, a song, I'm just going to sing the chorus of it that simply says, In heaven's eyes, there are no losers. In heaven's eyes, 
There is no hopeless cause. There's only people like you with feelings like me. Amazed by the grace we can find in heaven's eyes. In heaven's eyes, there are no losers. In heaven's eyes, there is no hopeless cause. And today, if I were to say to you that your situation has purpose, that your situation is going to make you stronger, it's developing that muscle of resilience as you push through these 10 suggestions, these 10 things that I did, that I worked on, that I allowed, used during my treatment are going to help you. And I would like to just share, I'd like to read out loud um, a scripture passage that has been a mainstay and has really, really helped me. And I know that it will encourage you. So the writer was the apostle Paul, and he says in Philippians chapter four, verse six, he says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing, then the God of peace will be with you. And my favorite part is fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Your thought life is very important to your healing. If you decide out the gate that I am going to fight, that I am going to make it, that I am going to do what I need to do to get through this situation, to get through this illness, I believe that you're going to make it. Because with faith and with God on your side, you're going to become resilient. So with that, I want to thank you for joining me in episode 14. Please share this podcast. Please like and subscribe. Please uh, share the information with someone. And if you would like me to address a topic, please reach out, let me know, and I will be happy to respond to you. The email contact and information is below. Thanks for joining on episode 14 of Becoming Resilient Podcast.